Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. So when I was young and just a bad little kid, Mama noticed funny things I did, like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussycat and bash in its head. That's when my mama said, she said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. 
you'll be a dentist. That's right. It's March 6, 2021, and everyone knows it's National Dentist Day. Those lyrics come from the brilliant mind of Howard Ashman in collaboration with Alan Menken from the 1986 film Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Frank Oz, who not only just directed in and of itself, but also is one of the main collaborators behind The Muppet Show, which is now streaming on Disney+. It's time to get things started here on Saturday Matinee. Welcome, one and all. Like I always say, what's happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I can't do this alone, so with me is the Ernie to my Bert, Mr. Rob Cabasco. Oh, you're very kind. Good morning. (laughs) And in the third chair, our own resident frog-in-chief, Mr. Pete Rob. (laughs) Hi-ho! Oh! That was pretty good. That was sharp. That's about. So we've heard some, we've heard some very terrible impressions over the last couple of weeks. So that was a pretty good one. Favorite Jeez. game yet? <laughs> How you guys doing? I feel like an interloper. Sure. Oh my. Yeah, I was like, well, I will, we we will not be talking about any Iron Manning today. So no. that's a that's a relief for us. We shall not. Uh, but I'm glad. I'm grateful to be here, and I'm doubly grateful to not be running the show. Uh. <laughs> Heavy as the head. Uh, so uh, my first question, of course, is what have you been watching? I've been watching uh, For All Mankind. Oh, uh, yes. Apple TV Plus. Oh, I, yes. I am a late. That's all we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode, <laughs> because the three of us yeah. are the only ones who are yeah, watching. Yeah, that's right. The second best show on the Apple TV Okay, Plus. dare I ask, what would you call the first best show? Ted Lasso. There we go. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make yes. sure. I just want to make sure. I feel like we're we're all uh, on the same page there. No, I am really loving for all mankind, and I think I hit it at just the right time. Now that the second season has just dropped, I get a sort of the double double binge, uh, so I can work my way all the way through. I love the concept, and I think what they are doing is enormously challenging. I get that same sensation of of you know like the first time you watch Breaking Bad, where you feel like. They are writing themselves into an incredible corner just to test themselves to see if they can get out. And then they get out every time. Well, just this whole conceit for all mankind (laughs) is that corner. Like it starts five minutes into episode one. And I think it's just delightful. I agree. I it's the second season is already off and running. Yeah. Like the just the fact that they are um they're now really diverging like because it's the alternate universe so like they're going along and now in the opening montage they show you all of this stuff that has now changed because of the changes in the first and so we're further from actual reality but still same recognizable people but like this person did not decide, uh, you know survive the assassination but this person did and how is that going to affect things? oh goodness every single pivot it's such a brilliant writing exercise i just love it i can't I'm, i don't know why i was holding off for so long like i just felt like i want to be able to watch it and really think about it and i just i knew i'd get there and i'm really happy it's now i would say even to anybody who is a history buff and if you'd love to like educate a younger person about the importance of history and the importance of why things happen because of other things that happen. It's a great discussion motivator because you can talk about, and like Kyle, what you just said, the montage that they start the second season with. Yeah. If this person doesn't make it, then this happens and this is what the world would be like. And I, it's just a great, great creativity they're using. And if you're buff of the space program, which I've always been it, you're just, it's eye candy. They're doing a great job. Truly. So that's me for all yeah. mankind Apple TV Plus. So my only complaint about the second season so far is way too much Gordo. Yeah. 
Why? Why? Why are we spending so much time with Gordo? Like, it's just like the definition of white male privilege because he's such an uninteresting character. And yet they keep focusing storylines on him. I I think there's a reason, though. I think they're I think they're going to get there. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. First death on the moon. Hush, you say. <laughs> yeah, don't. Space guns. You got space guns. What about well, you, Rob? What are you watching? Um, well, you know, I did. Uh, obviously, we're in the midst of, uh, and well, post WandaVision now, which I we, yeah. won't, we won't say we'll, anything. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we won't yeah. say anything about that. Um, I, I did catch up on some of my favorite Muppet Show episodes, like you mentioned, on Disney+. Oh, Plus. Yeah. Uh, really love that. Um, I also have just been uh, checking out. I've been I'm a- anxiously awaiting the launch of Paramount Plus. There was a couple things there that I I wanted to check out, um, and really just staying on top of rumors and uh, and other things going on in the industry and entertainment. So I'm doing a lot of YouTube. I think in the last week I've been oh. trying to get my stuff in like smaller chunks. I will say like my habits. I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos at my desk, but I love watching YouTube on Apple TV. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever your streaming devices of choice, I love just kicking back and checking out some of my favorite content creators and stuff on that. And I just love, maybe it's my attention span right now. It's like in the five, seven minute range. That's not a queeby. (laughs) That's not any, that don't worry. That's not anything talking (laughs) about that. That's the sweet spot, baby. It's not. It's your easy money. We can do a whole (laughs) business on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, that was my morning ritual. So, like in the morning, I would wake up, get breakfast, and then I would check out what's on YouTube. Like, the, right. and so watch, you know, because I have I've subscribed to I don't know, like a hundred and some channels or whatever, to see what's new. But now that the Muppet Show's come out, that's become my morning. Oh, so. that's really adorable. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to start the Such day. A great Harry Belafonte. Show. Make sure you watch the Harry oh, Belafonte. Harry, yes, episode. Harry Belafonte and Carol Burnett. Yes, and, oh, uh, Carol and uh, I, oh. my friend Justin would not let me go without saying the Loretta Swit episode has his favorite Muppet moment ever. Really? Oh. Need to watch that one. Yes, Loretta Swit. Yeah, oh. there's a moment where uh, Kermit finally just loses his patience entirely and fires <laughs> Miss Piggy, and is just glorious watching Kermit finally just <laughs> melt down and just like have had enough. You know what episode you can pass on? What? Momenshans. Or really? Momenshans, the, the people. Okay. Yeah, that. No. But you know what? Don't sleep on Shields, Shields and Yarnell. Okay. Surprisingly good. Like, <laughs> You're like, not I, wrong. Like, that is true. <laughs> it's like you're digging into like, the whole history of the fact that like for a weird time in the 70s, these two mimes were like the center of pop culture. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But they're so talented. Like I just watched the show and go, oh, yeah, they had their own television show. It's very <laughs> quiet. Mimes. That's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Very, very quiet show. Yeah, I don't remember. These is like just, I. These words are gone from my memory. They don't. <laughs> they mean nothing right now. I need to get back into it. Clearly, I, I remember some uh, yeah, of the big I, ones, so, but. So all of the above for me. Uh, and then also I finally forced myself to get through New Mutants. <gasps> Bought it on the day it came out. And I like I was sort of like it had been such an open loop for so long. that I was like, ah, oh, do I really want to close this loop? And I did. And oh, boy, that was a tough one to get yeah. to. Yeah, Man, I'd say the, the the Marvel mutants did not walk out of the gracefully of franchise history no. with their heads held. They high. ended up Ooh. scathed, scathed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 rare you see a movie that tries so hard, so many different things, and fails at all of all them. of them, like, like in a row. Yes, I mean it's it's a it's a teen drama, it's a horror movie, and it's a it's a superhero movie, and it's bad at all three of them. Yeah, 
And so these are really good actors. I don't know what happened, but yeah. Well, and I can, I, uh, I don't know what's going on with um you know it'd be I, I, I the whole lag between how long it was between when it was finished and when it was actually released. Yes. I mean, all of them had full careers by the time this movie right. came out. So no, it's, my my joke was uh, when this movie was actually supposed to come out, the Night King was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. You're right. So much water under the bridge. Amazing. Right? Um, I, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy learned to play chess. Like, there just a lot happened. Mm. And, oh, uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I, I feel like, you know, they're lucky, probably, that all of it happened the way it happened. But my goodness, it was a tough experience. I think it was even more sad because so much of the pre-production work, so much of the marketing work was so good. Right? They yes. finally yes. nailed it. The art. It's the, a great idea yeah. of, like, taking, like, mutant characters up and putting them in, like, a horror situation. Yeah. Was, in just that first trailer, I was like, yeah, I am on board for this. And I feel yeah, like I feel like I've been asking for for this for yes. a decade like let's play with genre tro- tropes now and it just missed it missed yeah so wait yeah. is there any reason now okay is there any reason to like should i go and just watch the last 10 minutes or is there anything no no really no no it's okay. over it's over <laughs> yeah oh, wow. I, say, I, right. I would say i say if anything you know start from the beginning and watch it until you get bored and then stop because like the beginning is way better than you, the ending. You know, is. for for us letterbox fans, I like to say that you're you're just waiting for the stars to fall. Like you're watching the movie uh, and it starts at five right. stars and you're just yes. you just listen to them. Ching, they just fall yeah. one after uh-huh. another until you're ready to just turn it off. Yeah. That's yeah. that's 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 a great, great analogy. It's it's rough. Yeah, that's right. All right, so let's get to the news. And since we're all in a depressed state of mind, let's start with some depressing news. Okay. <laughs> Our good friends at Alamo Draft House uh, have unfortunately filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Now, that doesn't mean that they're gone. It just means that they are restructuring. And this is really super frustrating for us out here because we finally got one. Like, I remember from the days of looking at Ain't It Cool News and reading how awesome Alamo Draft House was, dreaming one day to go to them. They finally opened one here around us. And then COVID hits. <laughs> I didn't even get to go. Like, and so Rob, this is actually in your backyard. It was your local theater. Oh yeah, that was it. Was one of our. Um, we ha- I'm in a weird place where, uh, you know, we have AMC's and in Arizona Harkins, but I've got one Alamo. I think there's two or three Alamos now actually in the valley. But I have one Alamo that's very close to us, and a Cinemark that's close to us, and it's the only Cinemark in the entire state of Arizona. But the Alamo we've loved. I know you came with us a few times when yeah, they were open. Yeah. We saw Joker there. Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. And the the pre-show stuff that they do, the custom things that they put together, the food is actually pretty good. They have the greatest vanilla milkshake that anyone's ever tasted. Believe me, that is true. Uh, you know, it's, it, you know what? Obviously, this is a sign of the times. I know a few episodes back on Satman, I think I talked about, you know, what's going on in the movie industry and how it's going to be hard. We understand that, especially for the year ahead. Um, this is a bummer because I I would think that the Arizona locations for us, at least pertinent to us, I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, it will, we'll I, I, don't, I don't. At least I think I, I know there's two. Is, is there three out here? Well, I know there's there's Chandler, oh, there's, there's Tempe, Tucson. Well, no, oh no, and then I think they did have a West Valley one that was either just ready to open or it was just like right on the edge. And personally, for me, even more sad. Because I think I have about $128 in unused gift cards for them. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Boo. Know. And they and won't yeah, let you. And, 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 I, and Pete had pre-ordered two years equipment, so <laughs> he, he's right with you. In the... 
<laughs> I have to just cross my arms and hold up my nose because we do not have, nor were any ever on the decks to open a Alamo draft house. I've never been to one. And uh, so I, it makes me sad. It makes me sad because like all these chapter 11s, I mean, they're going to restructure, but they'll restructure with new players in ownership positions of the franchise. And that is not less depressing, but ominous, right? You just hope that financiers have the same heart as the, the movie lovers that are that are behind the place. So, yeah, we hope they can just, uh, you know, sort of get through until we get past this stuff right. into the fall uh, when actually movies might start coming out. You know, Rob, um, you just put your gift cards in an envelope and send it and just say, put it towards your chapter 11. Right. I mean, just oh, say, I'm not, I don't so want to redeem these. You don't owe me anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's another idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you know, and I should. And actually, no, and actually, that's not a bad thing. Because I think at the very beginning of this, I think I emailed them and said, can you at least like, can I just order some extra Mondo glasses like off the website? Oh, right. Yeah. And, they, poster, and, and, and the answer was very nice. The answer was like, hey, we really appreciate you inquiring about this. We value as a customer, but no. <laughs> Period. Different, different love. Goodbye. Goodbye. Here's a certificate of best friendship, though. Thanks. Here's a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Alamo. Done. Right. Thank you. And you're finished. Yeah. Uh, so, because unfortunately, uh, help is not on the way because uh, one of the, the big summer movies has been moved. So Universal has announced that F9 has moved again. So we thought that was going to be the big maybe they were They were the ones at the start of the pandemic who saw this coming and went, oh, we're out. We're summer 2021. See you then. And now they went... Okay, maybe not May 2021. How about June 2021? Uh, which is interesting because that leaves only one movie standing. In May, we're still supposed to get Black Widow. Yeah, I don't think it's coming. I don't think so either. But I, the question the is time, not if we don't get it in theaters. I, I'm sure that it will. It will probably be a, a day and date thing. If it comes, it has to yeah. be a big deal on Disney+. Plus, and I just don't think they're ready for that. I think yeah, I don't think they're don't ready know. to it's, give up that title. They, they're becoming the poster child for delayed movies, and I don't think that's the stigma you want attached to this movie. Right? I don't think so either. I think it's I I think it it faces the James Bond problem, which we've talked yeah. about in weeks past, where they have to do reshoots mm -hmm. to get new phones in the in right. the movie, <laughs> which I think is amazing. <laughs> So you'll have to wait one more month to see John Cena facing off against The Rock. Okay. Um, uh, but however, that that's not as bad as if you were a Minions fan, because that movie, the Minions 2, I don't even know if it has an official title. Is that The Rise of Gru? Uh, that, that moves to 2022. Wow. 2022. Yeah. I know. So there's, there's a bunch of toy manufacturers who are pulling out their hair now. I'm wow. sure that will age well. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's that's the thing about about the Despicable Me series. Timeless, yeah, timeless I, humor. Yeah, I mean, really, of all of DreamWorks, like you could just pick them right out and pop them anywhere in the timeline, and it's they're great. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I'm okay with saying, it. Does that apply to Madagascar too? Of course, oh, it's okay. done. Madagascar <laughs> two too. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, yeah, catch oh. that. Uh, no. Yeah, that's, that's I don't. I can't tell what subtext is going right. on here. I really like oh, the Madagascar yeah, so, movies. Am I so, out of the loop oh, on okay. something? Well, then, then you stand the. Oh, I think, come I, on! I think, I think the Madagascar movies are the worst things that DreamWorks has ever put oh, out. Oh, yeah, they're rough. Like, the absolute bottom of the barrel. Uh, I, like, I remember reading one of the. Uh, 
behind the scenes about doing it, <laughs> about uh, uh, how they had Jeffrey Katzenberg. They brought him into a screening of it, uh, and they had the scene where um, the woman uh, kicks the lion in the nuts. <laughs> And he Priceless. and he says that's really funny. You should have him do it three or four more times. <laughs> so he does. Yes. Okay. What about the penguins, though? I have no problem with the penguins. No problem with the penguins. No, that's, I think the penguins Madagascar movie is really, really funny. I do too. We stand together on and I something. Even the series actually was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. it's funny just the stuff. actual Madagascar. The, the and now there's another baby Madagascar. I don't know. Madagascar about, I don't know about that. But I just know yeah. that Madagascar was a favorite when my kids were at the age when that was amazing, and that they were laughing at a screen and not throwing up or pooping on me. <laughs> Maybe that influences my. I'm sure it does. Uh, my opinion. So I'm sure that, like I, I I don't I can't. Uh, approach the movie Monsters, Inc. rationally anymore because I used to have to watch it six times a day. Yeah. 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 It was, it was rough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that movie, but boy. It's a lot of movies. It's a certain point. Yeah. I, 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 that movie came on and I can do the Will Smith from I Am Legend thing where it's just like, <laughs> pick a scene. I'm ready to go. You know, though, yeah. that, wait, wait. When, when Mikey gets, when, when, the, when the disinfectant gets sprayed in his eye, that never gets old. No, no his whole stand-up saying, I, with the I, microphone even, is brilliant. Yeah, at this point, I can't even tell you if it's good or not, just because <laughs> it is. It is so put a handprint on my heart that I just uh, don't worry, <laughs> man. It's good. It's okay. It's yeah. good. However, uh, you know, Kung Fu Panda is one of the greatest animated films of all time. So yes, true. okay, true, okay, okay. Yes. All right. Now let's stop talking right, so, and move on. Okay. Before we come to blows. So Pete, you had uh, you you brought up a story about a new series coming to Apple TV Plus. You want to tell this us about Doctor Brain? Doctor Brain. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if it's so. It looks like it's animated, like uh, manga kind of anime, but I can't tell uh, because nowhere does it say that it's animated. But the the shot on the press release looks like it's uh, it's an, some sort of animated thing. It looks like a very cool new sci-fi thriller. It is based on a webtoon, which makes me think that what we're looking at is a shot of the webtoon and that it is actually going to be live action. I kind of hope it is because it's one of my favorite people from the movie Parasite. That would be Lee Sun Kyun, who played the dad. Uh, and I uh, just... I, I just uh, love it. So Apple got the series. They they went a series order for the Dr. Brain adaptation, and it looks like some great people uh, behind it. And uh, uh, let's see, A Tale of Two Sisters, I Saw the Devil, uh, obviously Lee Sun Kyun from Parasite. Um, it is the, the first Korean language project for Apple TV+. I have a soft spot in my heart for Korean uh, properties. I lived there for a while, and I just love that stuff. So I'm very excited to see them. I think they're doing a great job picking up more and more international properties for the platform. I think it can only do them uh, well by doing so. So so this is an anime series? I don't know if it's anime or live action, ah, but okay. it is. it looks like it is a series. Uh, so series order. So I'm just very excited about it. Looks like we're not going to see it until um, I don't know when did they say they're going to see it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I say the, the the date actually might tell us because if it's like if it's live action, we could have it by next year. Yeah, that's but right. if it's animated, it probably would be like a couple of years. I'm not seeing the date, so I'm imagining that we're not going to see it for a little while. But this I know is very exciting to fans of uh, of the property, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right. Uh, and speaking of popular properties, Rob, you found a story about one of our favorite films possibly making a comeback. I, I love this. Galaxy Quest. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is doing a uh, interview with Collider. And OK, so they have there. There have been rumors for a while that there was a sequel in the works. And then um, obviously due to the passing of Alan Rickman, that obviously was put on hold or, you know, and that was one of the main things that was preventing them from doing that. But in this interview, Sigourney Weaver basically says they may have figured out a way to around that or or and around it, maybe not the right word. They found a way to make that work. And and this is by far the most positive comments we've heard about the possibility of a sequel and that it would might involve sort of passing on the torch. Like maybe there is all of these 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 galaxy quests sort of you know, agencies in the galaxy and they come together and they've got to, they've got to bring back their inspiration again for more missions and, and adventure. If there, there's no way they would get all of those people back on board unless the script worked and it was a good story and they gave the proper, you know, sentiment uh, uh, to Alan Rickman. If they do all that, I would be the first in line to see this because I suspect that theaters will be open by the time this would come out. <laughs> Yes, very likely. Uh, if and uh, for for listeners who have not seen No Retreat, No Surrender, oh. the documentary they made in it, it is one of the best documentaries about a film I have ever seen. And because and just to show you how much that movie is loved, not only is there a huge section about the fans, but everyone from the movie takes part of this documentary. Like every actor, like everyone behind the scenes, studio executives. I mean, like everybody who had anything to do with this movie was happy to come back and talk about it, which is extremely rare, extremely rare. It's extraordinarily comprehensive. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And they talk about the, the yeah. sequel that didn't happen. Yep. Right. Well, as well. Right. And, the, and, and that's one of those ones. It's almost like uh, toy story two. To find out what the behind the scenes was of that making of that movie will blow your yes. blow your mind yeah. that it yeah. turned out as well as it did. <laughs> right. So <laughs> absolutely worth seeing. Yeah. Tim Allen's finest acting. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you bring something else. That's science, it, I think. I mean, I <laughs> no, don't know why we need right, to even like, litigate no. that. All right. So let's let's talk about the uh, the thing that we have not been talking about, because we. Uh, we are sitting on a weird bubble because, uh, spoiler alert, we record this show on Thursday. <gasps> Our main listeners hear it on Saturday, and then the rest of the listeners hear it on Monday. So we live in the pre-WandaVision finale uh. world, and all of you who are hearing this are live in the post-WandaVision finale world. So we can't talk about it because it hasn't aired yet. But all of you are frantically going online and sending memes and talking about it, and we don't know what's going to happen. So all we can do is talk about how where we got to here the the nights before. This is like Christmas Eve. Uh, we're both we're all going to get a present tomorrow. We don't know what it's going to be, but everyone else has already opened their gifts. So. I don't know where to even start this conversation, but tell me about your feelings about WandaVision here as we're about to come to the conclusion. I thought you were going to start with, you know, I can't believe how that one character ended and that other <laughs> character that showed up. And then right? when they did that thing, that and changed that thing the whole that, perspective. And the thing that Wanda did. That was I mean, a real Oliver did? Stone ending, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it what was a like twist. a it's like a story within a story wrapped yeah. inside another story. They were dead the whole time. <laughs> it was a dream. They're all in a, a, a bed and breakfast in Vermont. 
And, and let me. And make, there's a statue of Abe Lincoln. Oh, let me make a prediction. How it's really going to end is we'd all be saying, <laughs> "Now we got to see the movie." <laughs> and I don't know which movie either. Nobody knows there which movie. Yeah, I I feel like I um this this part of the Marvel universe exists in a space that I have not read comics exhaustively, and so it is all new to me in a wonderful way. I am going to be incredibly frustrated if this is the last time we see Catherine Hahn uh, in yes. this role. That that will be devastating. I think she has been yeah. delightful, and if she is just this series only, then we that's a great miss. Feige. If, if we can pitch anything to Marvel, it's you're developing your supernatural yeah. side. You've got Blade. You've got yep. all this other stuff. Like, make her a part of that. Absolutely. Because just by the amount of, of I mean, <laughs> the, her single shot to number one on iTunes. Yeah. Like, that, incredible. that doesn't happen. It's like 47 seconds of yeah. greatness. Yeah. It's yeah. in Crossy Road now, for crying out right. loud. Everything should be remade in Crossy Road. <laughs> Have I you guys know, seen so, Rob? Yeah, what do you go okay. ahead? No, I was going to say. I believe, I believe Pete's actually means Animal Crossing. Right, right, right. Crossing. Who yeah, would do that? It's the bouncy castle one. Oh, no. Disney would absolutely yeah, do that. That's, that's no question. That's right. But Wait, yeah, someone made, recreated the entire music video in Animal, in Animal Crossing. Crossing. I sent it to, to Pete. It's really, really good. I just the full title is Animal Crossing Road. So don't worry about it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't call your lawyers. Go ahead. Did you see just within the last day or two, and this is still fresh, obviously, when you're listening to this, did you see that The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon did a whole seg- did a whole produced segment yes. with Elizabeth Olsen? It is brilliant what they did. I, I don't think I could fall more in love with Elizabeth Olsen. You know, it's it's amazing when you like you you have a performer where you you're like, wow, you're really good. You're very talented. And then they do something like this and you're like, I had no idea the depth of the talent of that woman. I guess I, I what can't she yes, do? No, like I, I am so we've talked about this off off mic and like I cannot believe how amazing this experience has been with WandaVision in general. Not just the storytelling, and it's a class in in it's a class in visual storytelling because yes. how you can see, I know we've talked about this. Um when you watch the Modern Family episode, you it looks like Modern Family and it looks like Modern Family because of the shots and the way the camera moves. And and that's just amazing to see that happen. But hold on, like Elizabeth Olsen, give her the Emmy right now. Right, absolutely. There's no hesitation with that. Like, no, she's done. Catherine Hunt, give her the Emmy supporting yeah. actress right yeah. now. That's how good yeah. it is. Oh, yeah, love it. And and the thing is, with Paul Bettany, we sort of have seen him in a bunch of different stuff, but never oh, at yeah. this speed. You yeah. know, like yeah. He's, I mean, he's been in Oscar-worthy performances and stuff, too, before. So, he was Master and Commander and, and Beautiful Mind, like, we've seen that stuff. But to know that he can do sitcom, yes. like, that's a very different set of muscles. And he's really, really funny. Yeah, totally. And But you know what? The supporting universe that they built around this, too, we can't understate yes. how good yeah. folks like Randall yeah. Park and Tiona Paris. Yeah. And I mean, these yes. are Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings, yes. What a gem that they pull her back into the now and give her yeah. a chance to do what she was destined to do in this character. Yes. Like, she's just so fun. Uh, I, I'm just every bit about it uh, is is terrific. The more we can, like, get them 
turned into major. I will I will go back to the theaters for this property. Like that would be yeah. really fun. I th- I hope they know what they have here. And I'm I. It makes me a little bit nervous that there is no discussion of um. There's no confirmed discussion of other seasons, uh, of the show <laughs> because it's so prescribed into the universe, right? But yeah. I, I would love to come back to what they're doing. It's such a, a fabulous just experiment in serial yeah. television. Yeah, and I think Marvel is sort of doing its own thing, yeah. as they did in the movies. They're doing their own thing on television, too, where they're not saying WandaVision 2, WandaVision 3, WandaVision 4, we're run, we're run it out until it's done and then move on to something else. Yeah. They basically have, like, we got a bunch of characters. We're going to do a bunch of things with them. Yeah. And just for the fact that, I mean, for Randall Park showing up in this was a huge thing, too, like from a completely different movie series to, to bring him into. And so... Who, Winter Soldier and I thought the Winter Soldier is coming up next. Who knows who's going to show up in that, too? I mean, like they have really opened it up. That's a great thing to bring up because it really makes me more excited for Falcon, the Winter Soldier. I have more of a sense of what that show is because I know yes. those characters, but I have much more confidence that they'll be able to do something magnificent because of WandaVision. And it was interesting that this was supposed to be the second show. Like in, if yeah. in, in a in a non pandemic you know in the normal release schedule, this was coming after that, and I think that was one of the one of the few perks of what happened, yeah, <laughs> of having to reschedule right. things coming out of the gate with this and just redefining what they could do on television, and also I have to say, I, we, Rob and I have talked about this numerous times. The weekly schedule is perfect for this. If they had done the Netflix thing and just dropped it, we'd have we'd have we'd had a great weekend, and then we would not be talking about it anymore. But this the the weekly thing adds to the discussion and that keeps a podcast like us in business. Is there any other show yeah. that you guys are watching weekly like this, like appointment television? No, not right now. Me neither. Mm. No, it's yeah. yeah it's Thanksgiving it. for nerds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It really is, and yeah, yeah. and 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 like it's actually, and it's uh, it's the holiday season because every Friday, yeah, a new package is going to arrive. And even they they were kind enough to do a behind the scenes thing. So when we're then now that we're done with one division, it's a weird to be saying that. Um, there is a behind the scenes about how they made it coming next week, so next Friday to sort of like. Oh, your, like nice. to learn about it to cleanse your palate oh, and wonderful. then the next week falcon and winter soldier starts so it's like the 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 marvel train as a rolling and uh, we are all the happier for it adorable all right so let's uh let i think it's time we should talk about some trailers let's do it. So uh, I had the first trailer in there. Uh, mine is actually a documentary, which is abnormal for me. Uh, it is a, a film called Kid 90. It is directed by Soleil Moon Fry. Yes, Punky Brewster herself. So this is a sort of a slice of her life. So when she was a young actress in Hollywood, she also really loved documenting her life. And so she had a video camera and all the time as she, as she was a young Star, she. I think she said she was like eight or nine when she started out on Punky Brewster, uh, and then all the way through growing up in Hollywood in the limelight, she was recording everything and also all of her friends. So there's a a huge amount of people uh, who were friends who were also going through the business at the same time, and it was a very small community. And so this is about kids growing up under that eye, and also not being incredibly well supervised <laughs> like it's like what happens when you give kids this much power and money and uh we see it happen so she's now looking back at this footage and they put together a movie essentially for this are not in a good mood good this is what i want on tape so not smiling for once like the whole world thinks she always is 
At seven years old, I was cast as Punky Brewster. I remember it was Saved by the Bell, director saying, the minute you walk onto the stage, you're no longer a child anymore, you're an adult. Did you miss me? There were 12 kids in the business. We all knew everyone. We would talk for two, three hours and fall asleep on the phone. We were just so close. I carried a camera with me everywhere I went. We weren't concerned about the internet. We did the things that teenagers did. We just happened to be in Hollywood. Hey, what's up? This is Mark Wahlberg calling for some late. It was all kind of innocent to begin with. Then it just... <laughs> It got pretty crazy. It was like our 60s. <laughs> I started developing rapidly. People were calling me Punky Boobster. The last couple of weeks have been weird, having guys pinch my ass, you know. Men treated me more like a woman and not a 13-year-old. This business, I don't feel it's a place for children. You start getting in your head, worrying about how you're perceived. Friends were reaching out for help. It seemed like I was losing a friend every week. This is really the first time I'm watching the tapes back. Now that I've opened Pandora's box, I can't put any of this back. The most awkward period in your life, and that's when we were in front of the cameras. By you sharing these tapes, you realize you're not alone. I felt like I was alive when I was in the rawness of it. The amount of love that was there. Learning who I was and what life was meant to be, that was with you. I didn't know what true self-love was until this process. Can't believe you have this. I don't know the ending. I am absolutely discovering it as we go. The big question is, what happens once I unlock the vault? Uh, and I am just fascinated by this because I know everyone in it. Like all the, as the as they went through face by face, I was like amazed at all the ones. And especially one that that hits me really hard is Jonathan Brandis. So Jonathan Brandis was a young actor who was on a most famous role was on Sequest DSV, which was a Steven Spielberg produced uh, action adventure show that was on Sundays and stuff too. And unfortunately, he committed suicide. And for me, it was interesting because uh, through that period of time, I looked just like him. Like, and I was told that many times, like I had, because I, I had the same skater haircut, I had the same build, we were both super skinny at the time, so all the time when that show was on, people would tell me that I looked just like him, and he was only a year older than me, and of uh -huh. course I ended up being older than he'll ever get to be, so I'm, in, I'm really interested in seeing sort of him out, off camera, you know, like what he was like as as normal life too, so what do you guys think of the trailer? Oh, I thought it looked it, one looked really interesting because it's all real footage, right? Like that's the yeah. big thing. I mean, you're you're actually seeing all this stuff. It's amazing that all this exists and that she's and then it's amazing that I think anybody at this point, but I think you know your your age brings you some wisdom. You can you're you're able to make yourself more vulnerable and, and put that out there, but to allow to get everybody sign off because obviously you're not doing that without without everybody agreeing. Like yeah, we're going to make this all open and and right for people this to is see. A warts and all, right? Exactly. Um, and and for her to address like if you know anything about her story, which I won't even spoil it. Watch certainly, I'm looking forward to watching the documentary. She yeah. had a lot of things that she had to grapple with personally, and mm -hmm. uh, and so you've got that and. Also, nice timing. She's got her rebooted show that's coming on the Peacock Network. So yep. it all works. It all comes full circle. 
I liked it. I like these kinds of retrospectives, and I'm I, like you guys. I know all the I know all the people. I feel like I grew up with them. Brian Austin Green, come mm-hmm. on, we're tight. Right? I will tell you, interestingly, I do know Suleiman Fry, uh, and I do and I really? used to serve her pancakes every day in college. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, yes, uh, she's a delightful person, and I'm very excited to see what I never knew about her as somebody who's like doesn't really know her that well. Uh, but uh, no, our paths could you be in this documentary? I was I was know? like this close, right? I mean, just this close to having the camera turn like, to your me. Your hand will come in yeah, with like a plate. a plate. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's me. Amazing. That's me. <laughs> yeah, and then I would skate away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Kid 90. Uh, it'll be available March 12th on Hulu. My trailer, you guys. So, your trailer, yes. What do you got for us? <sighs> I'm uh, just give me just give me a minute to get into it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I don't. Yeah, a, I don't love very, myself. It's a big tonal shift here. I don't love myself uh, for <laughs> for this for this trailer. Okay, um, but I do it out of hope. I have been let down uh, more times than not in recent uh, viewings of movies from the uh, fantastically talented, otherwise Melissa McCarthy. And she does funny things. She's, I mean, I'm life of the party is, I has me in stitches every time I watch it. It just doesn't get old. I I love some of that humor is just fantastic. And then I just watched the it was the super intelligence. That was a letdown. That was a big letdown. And we have another uh, writer director Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy uh, bent here. It's Thunder Force, you guys. And I don't know what to do. I pick it because you should watch the trailer, but it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good. No, this, this this one really hurt. Hi, I'm here to see Emily Stanton. You have an appointment? I'm her best friend. We're not currently what I would say best friends or friends. You look good. You look great. What have you been up to? Let me show you. I've been developing a genetic platform that will allow us to give ordinary people superpowers. But do me a favor, please. Don't touch anything. Dear God, Lydia. Do you have any idea what you've done? You just took our only formula for super strength. Everything about you will become stronger. Oh, I am all powerful! I think it's freed my groin. Do chicks have groins? <laughs> What's your superpower? Invisibility. That's awesome. Let's see what these powers can really do. Everyone just stay calm and no one's gonna get hurt. Please don't film this, sir. It's a mistake. Thunder Force, remember it. For the first time in history, we're seeing real-life superheroes fighting crime. But we're also seeing a new kind of criminal. This city deserves what's coming to it. Boom. It's go time. We've got to rethink this car. Yeah. How can we not stop two chicks in their 40s? What's that smell? It's the suits. We can't wash them. 
Lydia, do not throw that bus. I can't hear you because I'm literally throwing a bus! I'm sorry. That's on me. The hell are you? You'd think cancer, but uh, Capricorn actually Sag Moon and all kinds of things rising. That's messed up. It looks so bad. It looks like I bring it up only because it's another data point charting the unfunny fall here. Like, why can't we get back to what she was so great at? I don't understand all of these properties. I'm not. It it makes me confused and uh, uncertain about a lot of other things that are just connected to it. Like, you know, will the soup that I eat tonight taste good? I don't know anymore because of Thunder Force exists. (laughs) What do you guys? Yeah, I mean, boy, really? I was, I was so in the bag for it. Like, I love Melissa McCarthy. I love Octavia Spencer. Like, female superhero led, like plus sized women, like as as the lead as superheroes. Great, like all on paper, fantastic. And there's not a funny thing in that entire trailer. I didn't laugh once. Oh wait, what are you it talking made about? Made me so sad. What tell about? Me, please tell me a funny yeah, thing. Yeah, would you laugh? Okay, at? well let's. Okay, the jury's still out when she throws the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the bus is filled with innocent people. What? Ah, oh, That's you, funny. I'm sorry. What Folks, are you uh, doing? Rob has been watching a lot of Batman versus Superman, and so he's his perspective on superheroes is a little skewed at the moment. Yes, yeah, you on, are like, broken, friend. You're hoping because I mean she throws the bus, right? And you hear and the crowd screams, right, and you hear the screams before mm-hmm. you hear boom. So I'm thinking, well, okay, that was a busload of people. Oops. Yeah. That's funny. No, you are okay. One, let me admit something. You swiped yeah. me because this was going to be my trailer. <laughs> yeah. And here's the three things I just want to say. One, okay, ACDC's Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. Is they paid all the money to have that be the theme? Why is it not called Thunderstruck? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes, that's doesn't make any sense because they're Thunderstruck. Like you know what I mean? You could have made yeah. that. That makes no sense. Number two, well, there was the bus. Number three, you missed that Jason Bateman's in it. Jason Bateman <laughs> is the crab, I, and I, I his bit at the it. end is laughable. That's true. That's that. I will say this right. He's not cancer. He's Capricorn. Watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I watched it, I couldn't help but my eye to look at the comments on YouTube. <laughs> oh, and Rob, the, never read the comments. No, because this one was like second from the top, and I did read it, and this is what it said. And I'm not, I'm not bagging on this movie, but I just want to say this is what the comment was. It's like the makers of female Ghostbusters made a Marvel movie. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's. I'm gonna rough. leave that there. It's rough. Yeah. I, Palm Clementiev is in it, and uh, you know yes. that's and an that's interesting. That's the only thing I'm excited about. Yeah, because I love Palm. I so think much. Palm's great. I do love Jason Bateman. I think he's funny in just about everything he does. I think the cast: Bobby Cannavale, Oct- Octavia Spencer, um, uh, Melissa Leo. Uh, it, it's a it's a great cast, and I worry that it's not going to live up to its PG-13. Uh, Melissa McCarthy comedy that I kind of look forward to. So that's it. April 9th, Netflix. Uh, we'll see. Can we ask a question? There are no is questions big, on this show. It, it, uh, no, I have a question <laughs> on this. Is the big red N Netflix? They're kind. First of all, I just don't understand how they have this much money. Okay. Number two. <laughs> they just raised my prices. They, they're kind of well, me too. That's right. How. Okay. They are becoming like 
Okay, you know the Hallmark Channel. The it's already a joke. The Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Channel is these romantic, like whatever kind of movies. Netflix is becoming the Hallmark Channel of everything else. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. And actually, if you if you want to hear another perspective, we just launched another show called Mandemic Mondays, where uh, mm-hmm. actor Mandy Kaplan and actor director Mandy Fabian uh, dish together about the new release Netflix movie each week and they disagree about a lot until it turns out they agree about stuff too and it's mostly that these movies aren't great <laughs> so oh, it's yeah, very I funny mandy actually brought super intelligence as her trailer it, that was we yeah, were on that we were on episode right. together right. and I, I was sort of i had the same reaction as you like oh that's what is rough. going on rough anyway so uh that's mine april 9th big n big n big red n we're gonna make that the thing so <laughs> So before we get to Rob's, uh, I want to say, after you've watched that trailer and went, oh, uh, I have another thing for you to look up on YouTube while you're already there. So this is a, a side thing. This is not film related. This is actually YouTube related. So there's this fantasy football league that a bunch of the Marvel people are in. So it's called the AGBO Superhero League. And so they basically are they're doing like their fantasy football thing and they are sort of trash talking each other. And it's all for charity. Uh, so they do these videos and so they'll do a video of like, you know, Robert Downey Jr., you know, saying terrible things about Chris Hemsworth, you know, basically like, I'm, you know, my team is going to, I don't, I don't know football. I don't know. So none of it makes any sense to me, but, uh, so they go back and forth every once in a while, then somebody will come along and someone will just raise the game. So, um, Paul Rudd cut an entire music video for his trash talking one, which is, is very good. He's in him. It's him in an eighties music video playing all the parts. And that was good. And then Palm showed up. And so instead of doing a typical, like, just straight in your trailer or whatever, talking to camera, she decided to do a music video French experimental film directed by um, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah. (laughs) It's remarkable. Yes. Like, it's, it's like two and a half minutes long. And it's it's hilarious and unbelievably shot and edited, and you will not believe the cameos that she found in this thing because she's shooting another very prominent film right now and got them to help out too. So once you're done watching that, go look on YouTube for Palm Clementef. You don't even I don't think you should do Palm Fantasy Football Trash Talk, uh, and it is you will not believe it. I'm watching it. Right. It's, it's, I'm watching it, it, it right like, now. From 2020, you it's one of the best are, pieces yeah. of film. Yes, it's one of the best pieces of filmmaking from 2020. <laughs> It really is. Put that on there. You think your balls are the greatest, but I'm going to smack your bottom. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, she does it all in French, by the way. This is entirely French with subtitles in, in black and white. It I, is. Like I'm, I am the best of the Avengers. I don't know if I'm, I'm overselling or underselling, but you people, everyone needs to watch this because, like, she destroys him. Yes. It is amazing. <laughs> No, I concur because you you told me about it. I immediately watched yes. it. Couldn't believe it. And the Paul Rudd one, I think, is actually very funny too. Paul Rudd's very very good too. But, but like Tom, no, just like this is just a totally annihilated. Yes, Kyle, I know why you why you brought this up because this is a perfect lead into my trailer it in is. terms of taste and mm-hmm. and uh, professionalism. Uh, right. My trailer is the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. I love my life. So much, Gary. I'll never forget the day we met. Hello, little snail. What's your name? Gary, huh? Do you want to be friends? Me too. Gary, I'm home. 
Gary? Gare Bear? Gary? Ooh, Gary! Have you seen Gary? No. Nope. Nope. Gary's been snail napped. Get ready for the ultimate rescue mission. We've got to go help them! Yeah! In the all-new SpongeBob movie. This is going to be like one of those buddy movies. <laughs> With Aquafina. You're fired. Danny Trejo. Snoop Dogg. You're SpongeBob. Tiffany Haddish. Seriously, folks, I'm floundering up here. And Keanu Reeves. Call me Sage. Good name. I'm made out of sage and I am a sage. So it works out pretty well. See how the gang all met. I'm... Ready! You're a hurt little dude. And experience SpongeBob's biggest adventure ever. Gary, we're coming for you! Sorry. Seize them! Patrick, what are you doing? SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, premiering March 4th. Rent it from these digital stores. Also streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, this, <laughs> the end. This, you, if you say to yourself, "Wait, there's a new SpongeBob movie?" Yes, it's available right now. It just came out just a few days ago. It's on the Paramount Plus network. I'm a fan because I was already a CBS All Access subscriber. We watch NCIS. That's too bad. That's way, <laughs> well, and Star Trek. Star Trek. That's one of the. Uh, there's other things. I mean, there's yeah. there's completely other things there now too. All of the Indiana Jones movies are on there. It's it's worth it, right? So I did bring this up because when my daughter was growing up, we talk about shows with our ch- children growing up. She loves SpongeBob SquarePants. Nothing beats the procrastination episode. If you've ever seen that classic episode of SpongeBob, you should watch it because it's amazing. Um, here's the reason why I brought this up is because. It they they changed the animation. It's not it's it's like the Peanuts movie from a few years ago. They did stylized 3D animation, but tried to like bring some life to what you would think of as SpongeBob. And it's got like a ridiculous cast. Aquafina, Danny Trejo, Snoop Dogg, Tiffany Haddish, uh Keona Reeves. And about I mean, half of those are not doing voices either. They're in it. They're like appearing as themselves. Yes. Keanu is actually playing he's playing a character named Sage whose head, disembodied head, is in a sagebrush. I mean, come on. I was I was amused. I'm watching it. Oh, and the reason why I bring it up is because today when I was prepping for the show, I watched the first five minutes of the movie and shameless plug for what is soon to launch the 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 proper episodes of Marvel Movie Minute season three. In our first few minutes, we talk about the Paramount logo. It is one of the coolest oh, animated yeah. Paramount logos you will ever oh, see. Interesting. Because yeah. the Paramount Animation Studio, which is the one who's presented this. They took the current Paramount animation and Pixar fight it. Huh? Wow. And it's spectacular. It's very cool. Watch the first five minutes okay. if you're a SpongeBob fan. What'd you guys think? Okay. I say go ahead, Pete. Okay. I um okay. <laughs> <laughs> I now I have to admit, I am I would not call myself a SpongeBob fan. I am entertained every time it's on there because clearly it was written for me, a man child. Like I get sure. that, but I have not had the, I have not had, it's one of those things. Like I haven't had the time to invest in really like the, the long con of SpongeBob. Right. So these movies are sometimes a little bit lost on me because I don't have, I don't have enough background, but I will say if ever there was a property meant for the CG 
transformation. <laughs> it is SpongeBob. Like yes. the characters look great. Yes. Uh, I think they're just they're weird. They're shapes. They're just perfect for this kind of animation. So uh, I feel like this might be uh, SpongeBob in its perfect form. Uh, it, it's like fully evolved. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, as a as a non fan who finds SpongeBob funny, am I missing something? Say, I, I say I'm not the person to ask because I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like SpongeBob as a phenomenon just sort of passed me by. Yeah, like, I, hang, I don't have positive feelings or a negative feelings. Right. I just don't Uh-oh. have any connection to SpongeBob, with one exception, because the SpongeBob musical is unbelievably good. Yes, I haven't seen it, but and I, that is I've my only it. connection to SpongeBob. So good. It's so good. And you can also, and for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it on Broadway, obviously Broadway shut down, you can go to Amazon Prime and for like $2, they recorded the entire show. And it's brilliant. It is a, an amazing musical. Yeah. It's punching out above its class. Let's say that. I think, yes. And I think you yes. could say that fairly about all of SpongeBob, is that the entire <laughs> property is punching out of its class, which is great. Yeah, it's it, great. It amazes me that they still have stories to tell. Yeah. Like Truly. that they, you know, that they're, it's still going on. They're still finding new ways to, uh, to have those, those characters, uh, still be relevant too. So yeah, it was, it was like, I, my kids never watched it. Uh, so it's, it's sort of just part of the pop culture lexicon, but that's yeah, all I have. Yeah. SpongeBob. So, uh, what do we have a release date of it? It now. Oh, you it's can watch out it right now. now. Okay. Yes, great. Yeah. If you're, great. If you're a Paramount plus, plus subscriber, you can get it. You can watch it right Launch now. Launch day celebration. That's right. Like what? But what better way to kick off Paramount Plus? I can think of no better with a brand new SpongeBob movie. <laughs> I swear, I saw that trailer like three years ago. Has it really been kicking around that long? I swear. Was I uh, see? Now I watched it. and I thought. I think it was supposed to. Be was it? Aren't there two movies? Are there two? There, I think. Believe there's more than two movies actually. Because I think there was the SpongeBob movie, and then there was that was the one where he comes one out where, and it's animated the in the thing. in the real world. Right. That was yeah, his big. And then thing. there was one where they were like in the. Like they came to the real world. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And then this is like the third. We should ask Rob. He'll know. I mean, yeah, so Rob, Rob how many SpongeBob like movies the... are there? I think this is the third. Yeah, I want to say that because I know I definitely remember the I remember the David Hasselhoff one. Was yes. that the one where they go to the real world where they came? Yes. Up from... Yes. And the second one had superheroes. They were like superheroes. Oh, yeah. Spon- uh, Sponge out of water. That was yes. their sponge out of water. So there's the SpongeBob movie. SquarePants movie. Right. Then there's SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge Out of Water. Sponge Out of Water. And now there's SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge on the Run. Oh, yeah. This is the third one. This would be the third, third one. Third one. Okay. Yes. okay. Good. Yeah. And here's, you can watch I don't it know now. if you Still mentioned this. Crown. Well, I don't know if you said this, but here's the deal. Do you know why I watch it? I don't watch it for SpongeBob. <gasps> I, I watch it for the person, the character I relate to the most, which is Patrick Starr. Uh, of course. Yes. Okay. Who's getting Bill his own Fogermark. show? Who's just announced is getting his own That's show? True, finally, That's true. that was just announced. Finally, Rob, um, as somebody who does watch the show, who would you say Kyle is? Yeah, tell me. Well, I don't want to. You're not. No, you're. I, I won't be insulted because no, I, you're SpongeBob. Really no, because because okay. Well, okay, am I SpongeBob? The main. Well, okay, you're not Squidward. Do you know if oh, I squint okay. with that beard, your head kind of is shaped like SpongeBob. You could be you could be SpongeBob. Wow, 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 wow. I can't see my forehead. <laughs> see? See? See there we go. I don't know. Nailed it. Wow, that's Best just day ever. nailed it. 
All right. Uh, so those are our trailers. Uh, so, gentlemen, I have a brand new game for us to play. Oh. <laughs> and it's called If You Can Make God Bleed. Oh, no. <laughs> so, is this, is this like a prequel? The Abomination. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a brand new game. Uh, you're probably going to lose, but we're going to have fun watching you fit. <laughs> the Red Skull, the Abomination, Modoc, Whiplash, we know their names. Villains out to thwart the titular heroes of their own MCU movies. But worst of all, the people who can stop a movie in its tracks with the power of the pen are the feared and dreaded movie critics. <laughs> Tonight's game is simple. I'm going to read you a withering critique from an online movie critic, and you're going to tell me what Marvel Cinematic Universe movie destroyed that poor writer's soul. <laughs> nice. So here's nice. an example. This is an actual, and all these are actual quotes pulled from Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the quote. If you get bored during this film, I certainly did, despite all the eye candy on screen, you can amuse yourself by deciding which of the characters has the worst German accent. And of course, they were talking about. Uh, it was the Slovak. Uh, uh, no, uh, the with the guy with what's his name, Elrond. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> well, no, it's that would be the first adventure. The first adventure. Yeah, first adventure. First adventure. Okay. Okay. So here's how it's gonna go. I was gonna right. Go back that's the forth. one with Elrond. I had it right. Yeah, oh, I was okay. right. Elrond. Yes. Yeah. You actually have to know the name. Yeah. The of title. The film. That's the point. <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to read the the critique. All right, I uh, will go back and forth. If you get it, uh, you get two points, and then if you don't get it, then the other person can steal it for a one for one point. Okay, okay, so you'll make sense. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, it. yes, I'll go back and forth. I'll say who it is. I'm going. What to. do so I have to answer start to get five thousand points? <laughs> well, well, you can only get three thousand points because I love you three thousand. Oh, three thousand. All right. Okay, so round one. Uh, there's, there's two rounds. <laughs> so, round one. Uh, Pete, we're starting with you. Okay. okay, here we go. Here's the quote. Samuel L. Jackson does 99% of the chuckles here, but then he does that in just about any movie he's in. Why is this movie suddenly a financial blockbuster? The only blockbusterness it warrants is the one the lead character crash lands in. Captain Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Two points for wow. Pete. Wow. I know. I mean, that was in the trailer. Anybody could have figured it out. Is this a, <laughs> that's the do I need to make a, a French impressionist trash talk film for you? <gasps> oh, we, we, mon ami. Once I get my act together, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I got plenty of time. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. All right, Rob, this one's for you. If there were any new ideas, I failed to spot them, as did my bone marrow, which slept through most of it anyhow. My bone marrow. What does it have to do with bone? I'm sorry. Is there a time? Is this on? Is he time? Do we need one? I think we do. I mean, it's not. It's not the. Okay, wait. It's not. Okay, it's not the Incredible Hulk. Is it the Incredible Hulk? Is it the Incredible Hulk? It is not the Incredible Hulk. Can you steal it, Doctor Strange? No, it is Iron Man Two. What? Oh my God! How what? is that possible? For the far off year of 2010, written by John Favreau, which we're going to be talking about a hundred episodes talking now, about. Now wait a minute, Rob, you're on a show about that, right? <laughs> but wait, wait, no, hold on a second. That's well, I, I love that movie. Yeah, that I, I, I thought you disagree. were a fan. Ah, uh, well, weird. What's the next one? <laughs> okay, this is uh, to you, Pete. However, it's just another mindless and soulless action movie with all the visual and emotional appeal of a wet cardboard box. 
wow, that's hurtful. So these, are, so I would say these are all Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So you have those from those like twenty to choose from. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that's complete Rob, crap. Can you steal? Yeah, but I mean, like, you okay, wet cardboard box. Well, that wouldn't have anything yeah. to do with... That just says nothing. That's not in the you're, title. You're, I don't remember I, any of I those. Didn't, I didn't say this game was easy. <gasps> well, okay. I was it, so, was it right, Thor okay. wet cardboard box? Thor, oh, no, stop. I was going to say... Okay, I'm... <laughs> Thor Dark World. No, Captain America, the first Avenger. Wait, oh. you, we already did that Wait, one. I that that was, my, that was my example, and I never said that I wasn't going to do them once. Uh, so from here on out, there, there are only one, so I don't repeat any right, movies. That's fine. that's fine. Okay. So, Rob. <laughs> What's the problem? Well, there's way too much expository dialogue, and there are too many turgid flashbacks. The hand-to-hand fighting and battle sequences are now so formulaic and predictable in Marvel films that the adrenaline just doesn't kick in. So, obviously, it must be from later. Oh, no, you don't, no, no, don't, don't, you don't have to give me a hint. Uh, okay. I'm starting the time. Actually, give me another hint. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's got a Marvel character well, in it. I mean, well, it's not Civil War. I mean, Civil War is amazing. I mean, that's not, there's no fla- flashbacks. What's a movie that has a ton of flashbacks in it? That wouldn't be. And, f- and, the, and they're also turgid. Flashbacks. Yeah, that doesn't that's make any sense. One. Oh, I, I don't, there's a time limit. Yeah. You there's can't, a time limit. I'm running my time run. Okay, steal it. <laughs> okay, Rob gives up. Pete, can you steal? Endgame. Ibombe! Black Panther? Oh, wow. Black Panther. That's just yes. mean-spirited. That's right no, there. Horrible. I'm telling you, oh, they're going to get meaner. Believe oh, my <laughs> Wait, goodness. why would you? No, and, and I even said yes. to myself, well, wow, okay, it can't be Black Panther because, because you know, never mind. I don't have to. Somebody got paid to write that. Wow. Pete, this is yours. Okay, and sometimes uh, if they said the name of a character or the movie, I replaced it with this character or this movie. Okay, so that's what, This one starts out got with it. this movie. So okay. this Fair. movie isn't just a gussied up mediocrity being widely mistaken for a good movie. It's also, at least arguably, a dangerous movie for anyone who cares about the future of American cinema. Was that Scorsese? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do it in Scorsese's voice? Uh, it's just a gussied up mediocrity uh, being widely mistaken like, for a good movie. I want you to do it as the guy, uh, the Scorsese they do on Weekend Update, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that this one is going to be a hate-filled screed about um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, interesting. No. Rob, can you steal? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to uh-huh. say Infinity War. You are correct, yeah. sir. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just there. And by the way, that person's ridiculous, movie. but whatever. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Rob, this one's for you. <laughs> God, I love this one. It's so terrible. It's dismaying to think of all the wonderful performances the lead actor has given in movies nobody ever saw. This one is high-octane slumming that will keep him in Bentleys for years. Bentleys. Okay, wait a I mean, I mean, okay, that's not... Well, it's not Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. It could be... Uh... High octane slumming. <laughs> I don't know if that's a clue or not. Doctor Strange. No, it is not Doctor Strange. I think Pete, I, I think I would have leaned into Doctor Strange myself, Rob. I t- mm-hmm. might be the first thing we agree the on. Because car, I was thinking yeah. that, and like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about Ultron? Age of Ultron. Oh, interesting. Who are you thinking of? In well, this it's or, I'm thinking about just high octane slumming and lots of lots of machines and you know 
Robert Downey Jr. I don't know. I think he's just an Audi guy, though, right? The yeah, true. I mean, they probably got him for free. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but uh, the fact that you know this probably is going to make him angry, and you wouldn't like him when he's angry. This is about the Incredible Hulk. It's a Ruffalo thing. No, it's Edward Norton. Wait, it's dismaying no, to think of all the wonderful performances we... Edward Norton has given in movies nobody ever saw. <laughs> Edward Norton doesn't drive. <laughs> Edward Norton is driven. Well, he didn't say he doesn't drive it. He just has the Bentley. Okay, well, I feel a little bit broken. I think we're doing terribly. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're doing terribly, right now. and I love it. <laughs> all right, Pete, this one is for you. Uh, the villain is the only character who makes himself new and interesting. When he is around, the movie becomes a different film altogether. You wish there was more of him. The rest of it is metal clanking. Metal clanking. I don't know if it's supposed to be metal clanking or metal clanking. Okay, so I'm thinking so. through villains, right? Where do we have the iconic mm-hmm. villains? Uh, it's not going to be <laughs> Dormammu. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got... I've come to bargain. Uh, we had... Uh, what's... Uh, we had Iron Man. There was a lot of metal clanking and bridges. It wouldn't be one of the Thors. Would it? Would it be Ragnarok and everybody's looking out for... Uh, uh, Goldblum? I'm going to say Ragnarok. No, it is not Thor Ragnarok. Rob, can you steal? I'm going to I'm gonna say Iron Man. No, it is Thor the Dark World. Oh, you my God. Very close, it was Pete. Thor Cardboard Box. It was Thor. You just, the, just the wrong yeah. Thor. Lame. All right. All right. Rob, this one's for you. Often loud, <laughs> occasionally obnoxious, and so consistently convinced of its own awesomeness that it will not, it cannot stop pointing out everything that makes it so utterly wonderful. So the last one probably should have been with a sneer. So utterly wonderful. <laughs> I'm a little hurt by this. I'm taking this a little personally, this one. I, um, <laughs> I feel, why do I feel more broken now than I did 10 minutes ago? <laughs> okay, I mean, like Robert Downey Jr., that would be the character. Iron Man 3. No, it is not Iron Man 3. Pete, can you steal? Probably not, I think. Evidence shows. <laughs> I cannot. I, I keep wanting to go to, to a sweetheart that, that I feel like everybody likes, like a, like a, a Spider-Man. Um, but I've already done Homecoming. I'm going to throw Far From Home. Oh, interesting. No, it is, in fact, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Oh, stop. I know. These right? people. Oh, come on. Okay, so that was round one. That was round, round two. One? Is, that was round one. So the, the 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 score is Pete is ahead, scorching two <laughs> points to Rob's one. They're going to make things a lot easier in the next one because there's only four more to go, and I'm going to shrink the pool. So this is the Spider's Web. Yes, these are all about all Spider-Man movies in this one. That so that includes all the Sony ones as well. Oh, okay. So here's a much smaller pool, and what the heck? Let's double the points too. Too many villains, too many pale plot threads, too many romantic misunderstandings, too many conversations, too many street crowds looking high into the air and shouting, ooh, this way, and then swiveling and shouting, ah, that way. Was the, was the one with uh, Electro? <laughs> was that Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2? Is that right? It was Amazing Spider-Man 2, but this is not that oh, one. Crap. So, yes, Rob, I'll, I'll steal, steal uh, Spider-Man 3. Yes, really? you are correct. <laughs> For a bonus point, can you tell me who wrote that? Oh, we talked about that. We, we... <laughs> There's no reason you should know. However, it is a name that you do know. 
Let's see. Okay, I always want to say Rex Reed, but it's not. It's not Rex Reed. It is not Rex Reed. No, uh, it is actually Roger Ebert. Oh, oh. Ebert. Okay. Ugh, All, right. All okay. right. So, Rob, this one's for you. With appalling dialogue, slapstick humor, some bizarre aesthetics, and cheesy moments of plenty, this is the Batman and Robin of the Spider-Man franchise. Oh wow! Okay, I want to say. Well, I'm just going to say it. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Correct. You got it. You got to agree that that could have been a pick for the first one, too. I mean, sure. I know. That's why I was I was going to say it. But then I was like, I'm not going to give you a because I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Pete. Uh, Like the very knowing writing, these visual pyrotechnics are underwritten by a sense of strain, as if someone somewhere were terrified of viewers losing interest. Into the Spider-Verse. Thank you. You are correct. All right, Rob, you guys are really actually very close now. So you're going to need to get this. I have a tiebreaker, but this is the one. Okay. A strangely oblivious film, one that undercuts its story with exactly the sort of praise hungriness that its hero learns to overcome. Okay. I don't think, I don't think it's any of the newer ones. I'm going to say Amazing Spider-Man. Incorrect. Pete. Spider-Man 2. No, it is in fact <sighs> Spider-Man: Homecoming. What? what? Yes. <laughs> this is a okay, terrible so a, business. A surge from behind. Uh, the power of the spider has compelled Rob to swing ahead of Pete and beat him by one point. Oh no! Uh, Congratulations, I, Rob. I, I, I am correct, but I think we're all the lesser for we, this. We game. are. <laughs> no, the universe is worse today. <laughs> Let me, let me give you what well the, played, here's what Rob, the, here's what the tiebreaker would have been. Yeah. I put it in here only because of just the <laughs> just the the sheer amount of writing that went into this. Okay, this movie this will be a jump ball, so whoever can grab it first. This movie will certainly make a bazillion dollars, but after you sit through it all 142 minutes of it, it's very hard to work up a compelling reason that it needed to exist aside from the aforementioned bazillion dollars. Not end game. Isn't that a poetic end to your entire game? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Yeah. It is not in game. Rob? 140 minutes. Um, 142 C- minutes. Civil War. Was Civil Civil War. Was that long? I think that was that ran long, didn't it? No. It did run long. However, it is still talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh, what? People did not did like, not that, like movie. that movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that was the end of our oh, game. Congratulations, good game, Rob. Kyle. Well, that was... Thank uh, you. Nicely done. All right, give Rob the cummerbund. We've all wallowed in the the mires of cinema. So let's get into the the list game because we're celebrating. This is off of Eight Million Ways to Die. Yeah, what a trash movie that was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, we are we are <laughs> we are uh, doing our list off of odd meal locations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, sure, we are. Uh, and yeah. I didn't even go first. So Kyle. No, you get the I first get pick. First. So uh, remind you know, um, dining in the captain's cabin is a pretty pretty fancy thing to do. I mean, the layout they have there—you got fresh fish, you got scallops, you got roast pig, you got turkey, you got red wine, fresh bread, and the special of the day, mwah, a green apple. Oh, also, everyone in the crew is actually a ghost. Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl from two thousand and five. Only one person is going to be eating this evening. Wow. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what, oh, that's the opening bid. I suddenly don't feel bad at all about anything <laughs> that I have to say. 
Uh, my first pick, I, you know, this one was brought back to my attention uh, from uh, the good Ray uh, Delancey in the com- in the community. See, you know, I do this other podcast with our, our very own Tommy Handsome about anxiety, and uh, one of Tommy's great fears and phobias is uh, ants. He hates them. Oh. He hates everything to do with them. And one of the things that I find delightful is when well-meaning uh, young people decide they want to save the world and they go to a uh, a tribal village and they decide they're going to save these tribes people from the horrors that is their lives. And then one of them gets eaten <laughs> by ants in the green inferno. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Go get them, kids. <laughs> That's an Eli Roth <laughs> joint, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. Right, Rob, what's your uh, meal of the day? Okay, so here's the deal. I overachieved a little okay. bit on this. There's a theme that connects all of my <laughs> no. all of my selections. Hold on. I'm going to introduce them with a quote during the scene. We're going to see if you can figure it out, the location, and then I'll tell you the movie. Here's my number one. Why is it if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. The place where this, yeah, the place where this meal took place, they have excellent munchies. You can get your sugar pucks. Old man Withers likes to creepily hang out with the patrons. And it's managed by a name, a man named Glenn. I'm talking about Stan Makita's Donuts in the 1992 American comedy film. Wayne's oh, World. Nice. oh, yeah, that's it. That's the, yeah, <laughs> yep, you're right. Yep. 100%. Yep. 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 You got that one. Yeah. That was Ed good. Ed doing a really crazy. So yeah. good. <laughs> so good. All right. Go. All right. Back to me. So uh, sometimes it's uh, the meal is not as important as the company. So in this case, uh, what they were served was limestone pie and hot melted sulfur. Uh, but it's the fact that it's at in a uh, the outer area of a very, very extravagant art gallery. Uh but it's at the bottom of a mountain. Uh, and so this, of course, in the presence of the Gnome King from Return to Oz. Oh, Return to movie. Oz. Return to Oz from 1985. Outstanding. It is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and it's available to stream on yeah. Disney Plus right now. Terrify your children with it. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we'll begin immediately. I got to I you know I keep doing I I, I went horror mm-hmm. for this one sure. uh, and uh I would like to talk about a movie that was made and then remade very very quickly. The original came out at March 15th, 2010 and uh, it's a Spanish film it's from Mexico uh and that's the one I want to talk about. It is uh a film of, it's a family film. I mean it's a family film that that is um uh, they they are really struggling with some of the traditions that they they face together around their family after the death of one of their uh, one of their beloved members and and also they eat each other a lot. <laughs> it's called Somos Lo Que Hay. Oh. It was remade as We Are What We Are, which you may have uh, heard of, but this one was Jorge Miguel Grau, and it is scary stuff about the eating of people and uh it's uh, it's a great uh, great thriller and i strongly recommend it and also don't eat with family okay 
I've not heard of that one before. We are what we are is the one that that came out after. That's why we started talking about it on the show. We we didn't haven't done a show on it, but it was a. I'm pretty sure it was a trailer pick. 2013, directed by Jim Mickley. Mickley, okay. uh, and it's um, yeah. It also gets pretty good reviews uh, of that one. Like it's a uh, it's a uh, worth seeing if you're into it. Morgan and I will watch it this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> Perfect film to watch with the whole family. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay. Are you ready for the quote? Yep. Hit us. Hey, you call this slop? Real slop has got chunks of things in it. This is more like gruel. And this Chateau LeBlanc 68 is supposed to be served slightly chilled. This is room temperature. What do you think we are? Animals? The place where this meal takes place is known for its long and generous cavity searches and holds such criminals as Rocco Dillon and Nick the Slasher McGurk. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Statesville Prison's mess hall in Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult, a 1994 American comedy film starring Leslie Nielsen. Wow. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Naked Gun 33 and a third. 33 and a third. 33 and a third. I love that you're going so deep into yeah. the uh into the annals of the files of police squad. I did I watched the first one with my kids and I it was delightful to watch that with them because they didn't breathe for like 90 straight minutes. It's so funny. Uh that Zucker Abram Zucker man they're just like if you don't yeah. like that joke, don't worry another one's on the way. Don't worry another one's right here. We got it locked up. <laughs> Oh. All right, uh, back to the top. All right, so uh, this is a uh, this meal actually is a is much more of about gathering together with a bunch of people. So it's like by sitting around a campfire, uh, having a good time. So who's who's all sitting here? Well, we've got Vinny Santorini, we've got Doctor Joshua Strongbear Sweet, we've got Audrey Rocio Ramirez, we've got Wilhelmina Bertha Packard, we've got Gaten Mole Moliere, Milo James Thatch, and of course. The, our chef for the evening is Jebediah Allardy's Cookie Farnsworth. He's put out together a meal of Caesar salad, escargot, and spring rolls, except uh, they all look like just this brown mush that he puts on the tray. And also, this meal is happening 800 feet under New Mexico, because we're on the quest for Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Nice. No, I would, not have, uh, I would not have been able to pick that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Okay, how do I intro introduce this film? It's my turn, and uh, my last film is uh, it's a film about swingers <laughs> and. It, what is that wrong? <laughs> Do we start I'm off just on like, the wrong? I was point? just looking at your other two. Uh, going swingers. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a movie about swingers. <laughs> movie about impotence, salt, pepper, theft, and murder. Oh, and also. Selling bodies to a dog food company. Uh, I'm I'm talking about a little film uh, starring Paul Bartel and Mary Warnerov and Robert Beltran and Ed Begley Jr. and Buck Henry and Susan Sager. And do you know it yet? Do you know it? 1982 black comedy eating Raul. Raul. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a Star Trek uh, alumni in there, too. Robert, it, Robert yeah, Beltran's right. It's all about the frying pan eating Raul. It's all about the frying it's pan. It's no boxing Helena, but <laughs> it's no boxing. It's also, I note as of yet, no one has picked the cook, the thief, the wife, oh, and her lover. Nice. All right, Rob, so, bring us home. Rob, 
It's not the cook, right, the thief, go. the wife, and, your, and his lover, right? No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. I wasn't worried. I had no backups because oh. I wasn't worried that these were going to get taken. Um, all right. So let me set the scene and I'll give you the quote. This is in a, in a food court. And here's what our character says. Well, this, this guy never came home, but I'm sitting on his couch in the dark holding my stun gun. The whole house smells of cat pee. And after a couple of hours, I think, what am I doing? What are they, what are they munching on? Teriyaki donuts in the Delamo Fashion Center Mall. That's right. 1997 American crime film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Jackie, <gasps> Jackie oh, Brown. See, I knew, nice. I knew that was Tarantino, but I was, I was like, is that yeah. from, is that from uh, Reservoir Dogs? Teriyaki no, donuts. Wow. Delivered that line delivered by the great Robert Forster. Yeah. As Max yep. Jerry. Late, great Truly. Robert Forster. Great pick. And okay. And yeah. the connecting thread. Mm hmm. All of these movies are available right now to Paramount Plus subscribers. <laughs> and all of mine are available for Disney Plus subscribers. Oh, see, and there we go. All of mine are about eating people. <laughs> <laughs> and we all come together <laughs> in this delicious thing we call the Saturday matinee. The Saturday. So let's, uh, let's set up those poor fools for next week. So uh, we are going to be discussing Platoon. You were up to seven films in the Oliver Stone series. Wow, you've gotten through yeah. seven films in the Oliver Stone series. Wow. You're... Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by watching them. That's a, that's a lot of red meat, my friend. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, yeah, Platoon. This was this was so far. If you've listened to the show, it's the first one that I've really been uh, enthusiastic about revisiting. Uh, it it's uh, you know 1986. It is uh, semi autobiographical of Oliver Stone's experience in Vietnam. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a grim story with a lot of people that are amazing faces and great performances. Um, controversial film controversial takes from critics um uh so yeah we've got some options but i know you guys have thoughts on this movie what should we be talking about yeah i'm not sure if you want to lead with uh horrifying characters with facial scars played by tom <laughs> now that could be could be too specific that's all <laughs> it is that scar is actually the stuff of legend uh right i mean it was a real feat of makeup of latex to make that work uh, Jeez, man. yeah yeah it was and good. tom berenger who i mean come on yeah anyway yeah he, it is what it is we are no, i'm we not are. being sick yeah i i mean well you could well i mean horrifying characters with 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 identifying facial scars that was that's the thing that actually yeah. did hit me when okay. i first thought of this all right do you want is it like does that. it have to be horrifying characters can it just be identifying now, facial yeah. scars good question yeah identifying space uh, yeah identifying uh, facial scars distinct distinct facial scars okay let's do that okay all right that's my that's my that's okay my so that's rob's yep. pick what's yours kyle uh let's see um Sort of looking at the list, um, I think autobiographical films we could get some good stuff out of. Like, I look at some of these and go, yeah, I can think of one or two, but like, autobio, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's a good one. I also <laughs> I hate, like, I so often hate movies with narr with narration, especially like yeah, told through letters. That makes me makes me upset so i kind of deep down i i want to pick that like narration told through letters to someone mm -hmm. because i'm so curious if we can find nine good ones oh interesting do you want to do you want to stick to letters or do you want to just like do narration from the the future like you know like yeah like flashback narration yeah yeah exactly interesting 
so wait a minute. In, sorry, would you, your, your would you categorize? No, 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 no. Would you classify uh, flat a platoon as flashback narration? Mm, it's not right. No. I mean, he's writing the letters. True. I was just thinking of opening it up a little bit more to. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I just want to make but sure yeah, if his platoon if, if wouldn't think fit of, that. If you can think of, uh, I mean, if you think there are not without naming them, because <laughs> yeah, one of right. us is going to be on next week, and so we don't want to make it easier. Um, I'm surprised he's not saying much right now. Actually, <laughs> he's ar- he's actually already working on his list. He's, did he fall like, off just, the call? Look, he's typing right now. <laughs> no working ahead. Um, no, I, I, I actually think, you know, I think we can open I, it up to just like just, uh, uh, voice uh, voiceover, like narrated films. Like we could okay. even do that. But letters is maybe might be too restrictive. That's kind of what I was thinking. I feel like letters is too restrictive because, like, just off the top of my head, I can only think of like two. I've got and one platoon. of them has letters in the name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stealing home yeah. is a diary one. Like I, I can think of like letters diaries. Maybe um, right, I was thinking there's there's a movie that actually is called Letters, and then something something something. But that's the only, yeah, you know, that's kind from of letters from a from a place. place. Yeah, like maybe, yeah, we've done that yeah. one on the show. Yeah. In fact, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. So uh, I think I do think we need to open that up. Let's do um, uh, narration told through. Letters, journals, diaries. Okay, it can't just be like a like just an unspecified narration, just a Through voiceover. The right, it has to be. Word. Yeah, look at you. There you go. You're a real craftsman. That's right. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So our three categories are distinct facial scars, autobio. And narration told through the written word. And I think we know which one our listeners are going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my uh, so now you're yeah, saying. Let's just say we spent way too much time on the third one, yeah. for example. Yeah. 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 Oh, All right. right. Good luck, Rob. We're diligent. So, oh, that's right. We yes, won. That's no. right. I wasn't uh-huh. thinking. I was so in the moment. I put myself oh. in the moment and don't think. You did that just for our listeners. You're just like yeah. staying. You're like present. I really appreciate that. Right. Right. So yeah, now mean. you're saying to yourself, hey, dudes, I sure had a super fun time listening to your bizarre games and list making nonsense. But how can I get involved and also help keep this madness flowing into my delicate eardrums? An excellent question. If you just clicky clack your keys over to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere one dollar a month and just a single buckaroo, you can become a one reeler and get access to our discord server. And we say thank you. But wait, you say, I want to do more and also get more back. Well, generous patron, if you up your monthly donation, you can evolve into the super powerful two-reeler and be able to watch live streams as we record, like this show right now. Plus, get early access to super new episodes of our shows in your very own private podcast feed. Plus, super secret member channels on Discord, like the best-kept secret in the podcast chat, the Show Talk channel. What's so important about the Show Talk channel? I'm glad you asked, dear devoted listener. If you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that previously mentioned Show Talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, I hear you say. I've got a wad of cash and I want to make it rain down on you like a gift from the gods. Then good news, you can now give us an annual donation at any level. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's good for your soul. And because enough is never enough, and you've been so patient listening through all this self-promotion, we've got a special offer for you, diligent listener. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterboxed, you can upgrade your letterboxed account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But guy who always talks too much on SatMad, I already have an upgraded letterboxed account. 
First off, it's okay, you don't know my name. And secondly, you're in luck. The discount also works for renewals. Give a little, get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work out for all of us. And that's our show. Another Saturday matinee in the bag. So gentlemen, what is coming up in the world of the next reel? We are getting just desperately close to the end of our Oliver Stone series. <laughs> uh, oh, Wall Street's coming up uh, next. And uh, that's another one that, you know, that's another one that we're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to wrap it up. We've got, uh, uh, we've got, I think, two more. We end on Born on the Fourth of July. There's one other in there that I can't remember, but we are going to get to Born on the Fourth of July for those who've been asking. Yes. That one's on the list uh, before we are done with that series and we move on to some other wondrous surprise. But I feel like I should ask you, gentlemen, gentlemen too, what's next for you? Oh, well, I think what you're referring to is the Marvel Movie Minute Season 3. Oh, yeah. After, I sure am. Yes. After rumors, after, after some technical <laughs> kerfuffles we're going to really get into um, we know we are we are imminent. Yes. Imminent. 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 imminent, imminent. We're so excited. We it's we're just we're having a blast, and uh, we look forward to sharing yeah, it all. The next week me, so. you should be seeing some extra fun little bonus things we've put together uh, showing up in your feed. Uh, and then... I, I I need you to plug this more specifically though, because I think the next bonus episode, the next interstitial episode that they're going to see, is an important one for setting up the season. Can you just talk about what you have done? For for the people, absolutely. Well, we kind of wanted to to give a little place and time of of what we were going to be talking about, and not sort of spend a lot of time as the minutes are rolling by. So what we've done is now that Hulk is done, like we've we've had our final wrap up show of of Hulk. Um, the next episode you'll be hearing is actually a sort of prequel episode to Iron Man 2 where we're going to talk about what the comic book influences on Iron Man 2 are. So we're actually going to go into individual issues and talk about what happens there, the original appearances of all these characters, the first time they meet, uh, all this again. We're going to give you names and issues, where you can get them, how you can read them, uh, all that stuff. We're going to get really, really nerdy uh, about the, the comic book world uh, before we get into the, the movie side of it. So that'll be the the next one showing up in the in the Marvel movie minute feed, and uh, you should probably see some new artwork being uh, transforming into the the Hulk. I will disappear, and something new will form in its place. Something maybe feathery, feathery, wondrous. It's in the world, friends. It is out there. I'm very excited to, for these episodes to start to drop, especially that that the curriculum setup. Yeah, uh, this is a thing that I I know I need, and a lot of people need. So I I hope they check it out, and uh, and they're. Uh, the show is coming. It is really, it's really, really coming now for like for real. Yes. It's very, and I will add uh, for members, uh, for you two real members who are supporting the show, uh, uh, you likely saw an update. Uh, if you want to go back to your uh, truestory.fm uh, memberful.com, go to the website and say edit your account and get your podcasts. You already have a super secret private personal members podcast for all the bonus episodes of the next reel and related shows. We have a separate super secret member channel for Marvel Movie Minute and now you all have access to it. Uh, so it's in your account. You can go grab the your personal RSS feed for the Marvel Movie Minute uh, and you'll get all the bonus episodes, the hidden episodes that the guys are doing. I mean, everything is going to be 
in there, including the public episode. So you don't have to subscribe in like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You just grab your grab your personal link and you'll get everything. Uh, I I finished all of the back end stuff, and so it's it's ready for service. Yeah, another go. way we're showing how much we love you, dear listener. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, stay subscribed. Uh, check out Marvel Movie Minute uh, coming up. Uh, make sure that you uh, you keep the... Because these guys are doing a lot of heavy lifting getting through these Oliver Stone movies. So, you know, show them some love. <laughs> it takes a toll, people. Believe me. So Oliver Stone takes a toll. <laughs> See you next time. Enough said. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.